It's time for Larry No Spots. My guest this evening, Kevin the Air I'm your host, Larry the Athlete Bang. Kevin and John, how are you guys? Doing great, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah great yeah. to be here, Larry. Ah, uh, great to have you as always. Uh, quick introduction, uh, Kevin. Who are your sports teams? Oh, all right. Let's go down the line here. You can tell what decade I was really, really watching all these teams. Mm-hmm. You got the 49ers. You got the Atlanta Braves. You got the Colorado Avalanche, and then you have the Chicago Bulls. All right, so that's uh, definitely the '90s, yeah. starting in the early '90s with the with the Bulls and the Niners. I guess the Niners lasted till mid '90s, and so did the Bulls, obviously, to the late yeah. '90s. Avalanche '96, uh, and then the again Braves. in like 2001. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, sorry, and what was the baseball? Oh, Atlanta Braves. Braves. Yes, yeah. uh, John Rocker. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and John, what uh, what sports teams do you root for? So it's a, it's a little it's a little mixed. I mean, obviously New York is on the list, mm-hmm. but um, it's not necessarily first in every sport. Okay. So basketball, it's the Rockets, even though they're tough to watch. Uh-huh. But I mean, don't get me wrong, would love the Knicks to win a title. I'd rather the Knicks win a title than the Rockets. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. Then. Football, it's uh, primarily the Seahawks, but also love for my hometown Chiefs, mm-hmm. kind of hometown. Um, and then baseball, Astros, for sure. But you know, pre-scandal, a little bit, little bit of love. Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm just basically done with baseball because that fucking yeah. scandal. Like <laughs> right. I'm done. Well, we're all, I, all currently done with baseball. Well, yeah, I think it might be back though. So okay. I don't know. I'm not back. Though. I'm just, I just throw up my hands. There's nothing I can do about that. Um, and then hockey, no preference. So I guess, okay. you know, Rangers, you just like Rangers Islanders, Rangers, Rangers yeah. Islanders. Yep. Yeah. Gotta like both. You know, uh, John, there is John, there's no reason I should like you at all because of your football taste. My 49ers <laughs> losing to the Chiefs or always division rivals. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, For me, in case it's not clear, obviously Knicks, uh, Rangers, the Mets, uh, slash Colorado Rockies a little bit, and and football. I've always been a Denver Broncos fan, and then recently I was like, you know what? I think I'll I'll start liking the Giants just for fun, and I'm going to have fun with uh, offensive tackle Andrew Thomas. Face of the franchise. That's I mean, since I became a fan, that's all I know. Right. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, I'm, yeah. Danny Dimes is the best quarterback in franchise history, as far as you know. So. Da- yeah. Is that what they call him, Danny Dimes? 
Because mm-hmm. he's throwing awesome. dimes. Because he's throwing dimes. Yep. Cross sports. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I like that he was friends with R.J. Barrett because they're both Duke grads. Or not Duke grads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Duke alum. All right. Let's get into sports. Uh, Kevin, what is your hot take? Well, you know, you actually just min- mentioned a college team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've been reading recently about what's been going on with the NCAA, but they actually are up to athletes getting paid now. But there's so kind of. Kind of. many stipulations to it. Yeah. To the point where it's just like, are they really getting paid or are they being controlled to the point where what are they actually going to be making? You know, there's so many, like, for example, you can, under like the new rules that they're proposing everything, like if I'm an athlete, I can say that I'm an athlete, what sport I play, what school I go to, but I cannot use their logo or I can't use anything that resembles any trademarks to the school or anything like that. So mascots or anything like that, they can't be used. And then on top of that, I got to get permission to what I'm going to be actually branding myself to because the NCAA is going to list a list of things that they're okay with and not okay with. So even on my social media, I can now say, hey, I'm an athlete for this school, but that's it. I can't be promoting the school like, hey, I'm Tom Brady. You should be going to Michigan because of this. Not, okay. not allowed, you know. And then the school can't get any of the money and it's still up to debate right now whether or not these players who are getting paid are going to be allowed to also get a scholarship in addition to getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, Which, yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, they get paid by the school, I would assume. Uh, no. No, they would just get paid by the NCAA. But I, I, no. It's, no it's, they, it's, you're allowed to take money from outside people. I see. So they're not getting paid to play. They no, are not getting paid to, and not getting paid to practice. Like they're getting paid as like um, through marketing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For their likeness. Okay. So in say video games. Well, yeah. that they have to like video games are okay with, but they have to look into everything because it's not just the, uh, the likeness of the video game. Then you got to look at the schools being mentioned, how they're being mentioned, what mode, actually what kind of modes are in the games. Like even the rat, the, the mascot rivalry was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You're really stepping some boundaries right here. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I would uh, assume that schools get paid for that by the video game makers, but I, I don't no, know. I they, mean, they did. Yeah. They did. And then the, then like the O'Bannons and so forth filed suit and, said, you guys are making money off our likeness and we're not getting any of it. And then that basically just shut the whole thing down. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was getting good. NCAA was good. Football, I loved it. You know, because they just started bringing like, uh, like they have the QB1 now in Madden, but uh, back then in NCAA, they had like the, the your freshman year, you go through all the college years. It was awesome because – at the time when I was playing it, I was in college. I knew some of these people on like, and especially they went they had deep rosters, even on local schools. What school did you and, go to? Uh, I went to Central Connecticut State University. Uh-huh. So were they we a team in like, the thing big? But even like UConn was a few miles away. Okay, so I you knew some of the that. UConn people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which was awesome. But now you know it's a thing of the past. 
the closest thing we had to it was the QB1 option in the recent Madden, where you start off by selecting only a few college teams and you do their little mini playoff scenario and how you play in those games determines where you get drafted in the NFL. Got it. Got it. But they never use any real players or any likenesses of any other teams or mascots or anything going on. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. Um, especially with the convoluted rules as to what you can do. Like, how, I, I don't know who's going to enforce that. And every time it gets enforced, it's going to be a controversy. And so so your your take, you would say, is that, uh, to put words in your mouth, is that these <laughs> athletes should get paid unconditionally and be able to do, uh, w- you know, whatever they want as far as endorsement deals go. Uh, that is my take mm-hmm. now i'm i'm willing to give a little bit on that my only give is if you want to say athletes can take in or to work with whoever they want under limitations of like what's good for school like don't promote alcohol you know don't promote like betting or stuff like that while you're in school i get that yeah. or if you even want to have like a subcontract you know like when you go into the NFL, rookies, they always have these seminars with prior players who like lost all their money or got into bad deals and things like that. I think they should be prepping them in college, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, if you guys are going to get all this, get whatever money you can for third endorsements, I say 5% of it, put it towards a savings or a, like a mandatory, another 5% towards even a charity or something like that, just so they can start uh getting into the mindset of where they're gonna go but you know that's that's my only give on that outside of that i think they should uh be able to work with whoever they want to you know? yeah including uh cigarette manufacturers Absolutely. <laughs> some of yeah. the best quarterbacks in the world you need to smoke a pack a day on that field the, the frozen lambo all that smoke <laughs> wasn't like the frozen tundra right. just straight up marbles yeah it's straight up marlboros just like lining the field bart yeah. star was just like well the cheerleaders in. kind of the worst yeah for sure um but you know it, it makes you better at sports so what are you gonna do exactly yeah and it makes you cooler it, so. that is that is unquestionable i mean is there any animal yeah. cooler than a camel no <laughs> I've never everyone met a camel who was a narc. Dude, everyone remembers Doug Flutie pulling out a pack of camels, putting on his mouth, taking right. a zippo, lighting it up, and then throwing a one-handed Hail Mary right. with a cigarette in his other hand. Yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of Hail Marys, but that Hail Mary for Boston College is is memorable because of the the smoke right beforehand. And it's just like, if if... If we had like some more rules in play about like who could smoke and who couldn't, Miami might have won the championship that year. Yeah. yeah. Dan Marino might have got a Super Bowl. Uh because if he smoked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Absolutely true. Um <laughs> That's a hot take. And if you're gonna yeah. smoke, smoke Winston's. They're they're the <laughs> freshest. Yeah. Uh Winston, a friend of the show. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Kevin, what like college teams do you root for? In, in uh... um, I'm actually a big fan of the uh, University of Miami. Oh yeah, me, uh, me too. Love them. Yeah, yeah. My mom's a Denver Broncos. Do you? Do you? Do you? 
I, mean, I, I yeah, I love I love the U. I grew up watching the U. Yeah, loved them because okay. I it was that Orange Bowl like when I first became aware of football like yeah. being like a thing. It was like around that time, and that Orange Bowl when they played Nebraska, right? And everyone was locally was pulling for Nebraska, and I was like, f that <laughs> Miami guys. Like this seems really cool, and I always rooted for like Miami and LA, the places that seemed like like cool to live yeah when i was a kid like that's where my sports loyalties were and because the lakers were awesome and so i rooted for the u loved them yeah even in the early 2000s they had one of the best overtime games ever you mean the one they lost to ohio state you mean the one that got robbed yeah they got robbed on a bullshit pass interference call bullshit bullshit one of the best teams ever oh yeah I mean, I wish I could look at the roster right now. It's probably got like Ed Reed wow. might have been on that team. Yeah, he was. Jeremy yeah. Shockey, the running backs alone. I yeah, mean, like well, McGahey got hurt in overtime. He blew out his knee in overtime. Yeah. Who, who did? After the pass. Oh, McGahey. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, I was like, this is total bullshit. Yeah. 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 Like the guy's not getting paid. He's on his way to the pros. And this period should never have even happened. Right. It just like. Awful. Yeah. So pay him. Like you never know when they're going to get injured. Pay him. But if you want to have those little stipulations, I understand. You want to do that? Yeah. Fine. But they should be paying them. They should be allowed to get agents and they should be learning how to actually work their money as they're growing. You know, mm-hmm. don't wait till they're out of college in the NFL with just money hungry agents. Let their parents be involved just as they're involved in choosing the school. You know? Yeah, let their money-hungry parents get in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, blood is thicker than water. Uh, it, did you hear about the uh, the the they're going to make an NBA G League select team? Have you heard about? I this? didn't hear about that. I heard they were going to start paying the players and like that. You know, people are decommitting to go to the G League now, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it, the select team would be a team of people. As you said, committed to the G League so instead of college, which I'm I'm unsure of how like because the NBA obviously has a agreement with the NCAA, same with the NFL and all those other leagues. Yeah. Uh, how this was okay by the NCAA, it probably isn't, or they probably don't like it. But I guess uh, some players would not go to college and instead go to this G League team, it would be sort of a, de- mm-hmm. a developmental team, not affiliated with any specific nba team and they get paid um and that would be interesting if there was another option besides ncaa for college rec- for 18 year olds uh yeah. just thinking about it david fisdale as a coach um so they're gonna suck but <laughs> you know um yeah but it's so weird i think the the basic thing that's making the NCAA such a violator of labor laws is the fact that the NBA and NFL have these agreements with them where they have these requirements about how old you need to be before you can join the league. Well, I think the NBA is the most recent to really update their because they're still having kids come straight out of high school. They were. Yeah. But now they finally closed that. They have to at least. Well, but they, the, the thing is they weren't. So they, there was no real rule in place, but no one came out early. So it was like, it was, there was this gap. So what's his name? Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins. He came, he, he came straight from high school. Moses Malone came straight from high school. And this was like in the late seventies. 
Hmm. And then basically no one did. I think Moses went to the ABA actually. And then basically no one did it until um, like Sean Kemp went to Juco for like a year. And then, and then Kevin Garnett in the, you know, 96 or whatever started the trend. And then Kobe came in the next year and then that like opened the floodgates. So then they had to make the rule about the one and done. So LeBron was the last right. straight out of, one that was allowed straight out of high school, 2003 draft. And then they made the rule. And the rule is a complete joke. It's, like, yeah. Totally I mean, just it's, arbitrary that it's, yeah, you have to be, I think the rule is basically that you have to be 19 to be drafted. Yeah, that's, and that's or what they, to be that's what they 19 did. by the time the season starts or something like that. Which yeah, because some of the guys have gone um, abroad and things like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, especially if it's a one year deal in college, like, you only have to go to classes in the fall. <laughs> like, your spring grades aren't even in before the NCAA tournament's over. Right. So, you, you can't be even declared academic, academically ineligible in the spring. So, you just only have to go to class in yeah. the fall, still be eligible, and then you can just do whatever you want. There's so many rules. I mean, have you guys so, been watching? I've been watching the uh, the, the documentary at the MJ, The Last Dance. Yeah. Well, I mean, my the most fascinating part of it so far for me was seeing the teams and hearing about Phil Jackson coaching in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Like how like how intense it was down there. How players were getting toughened up. How what was it, the mayor shot a referee in the leg yeah. during one game? Like. That's insane. Like, if you want to go, I mean, I would support that. I mean, hey, you guys want to go get developmental? Go to these leagues. You'll toughen up. You come back and they'll just destroy everyone. But, you know. But that's a lot for an 18-year-old, I think. I think going to, like, Russia and something like that, that's a big move for an 18-year-old. I'm all in on this G League thing. I I mean, how are the ball kids doing these days? Yeah. I, well, I think Lamelo might be a top pick. He, oh, That's he will be. Say. He'll be a top yeah. three pick. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So yeah, that surprised top me. I didn't like. Pick. What's that? Top forty pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The gap there. <laughs> uh but yeah, a Lamelo, uh, possibly future Nick, uh, depending on where they land in the lottery. But a lot of people see him as like the pick with the most upside. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I, th- I, I don't know. I would, I would feel uneasy about it since he already, he just can't shoot. And it's all, his upside is based on him learning to shoot. So that's one. Yeah, which is his dad, you know. Yeah, that's... in New York, in the Big Apple. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like his dad followed Lonzo to New Orleans. No. Just to kind of <laughs> let him be. Which is good, because Lonzo's good. I like Lonzo. Yeah. He's uh, good, but he's not great. He's not great. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so your hot take: college athletes should be paid, and I agree with that. Yeah. John, what is your hot take? So <clears throat> I don't want to sound like a you know old get off my lawn guy, yeah. but I I but I am, do. so I will. Um. So this this comes up. It's, it's funny because you're talking about the documentary. And Simmons and Russillo do a podcast every Sunday where they talk about the latest episode or whatever. I haven't watched it yet. Um, So I've only kind of been hearing about it through them. And Russillo brought up a point last week that um, really resonated with me. 
he was talking about how people, you know, lionized Jordan because he was like so committed to winning. Right. Like he's like, yeah, there's they, they talk about that. But he's like, nowadays, that shit doesn't play. Like if you were Michael Jordan today doing what he did back then, like you he's basically browbeating his teammates oh, yeah. and breaking them down. Because even even 10 years ago when Kobe was doing that, people hated Kobe for doing it because they were like, oh, no one wants to play with this guy. He's an asshole. He thinks he's Jordan and he's not as good as Jordan. And he's so like it was OK when Michael did it. It was kind of OK when Kobe did it. But people, like Lakers fans are OK with it. But everyone else was like, yeah, Kobe sucks. Then now, if you tried to do that now, you're going to like you're going to alienate all your teammates. Everyone gets a mental health day. And it's like, it's crazy. And I'm going to, I'm going to come out on the side of assholes here. Like I, <laughs> I think like, I think it's okay to be like kind of a dick to your yeah. teammates and be difficult to work with if you can deliver the goods and if it makes other people better. Like I'm not, not just being a bully, but being right. like someone who brings out the best in other people through creative means. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things that made Phil Jackson great uh, and probably the greatest coach of all time is that he knew his, his just ability to deal with people. And he knew that different players needed different things and that, you know, some players needed to be motivated with tough love. And some players, like he, they talked about in this late, latest episode, how Rodman like just asked for a vacation during this the 98 season and Phil gave it to him he's like uh, I think if we let him go to Vegas for these two days he'll come back better and whatever different different strokes for different folks but uh yeah I, I think um you know I, I think maybe Bobby Knight is a little too far in the direction of browbeating but that some sort of toughness is okay in the world of sports and I think even Bobby Knight, like he, I think he ventured too far at yeah. times, but then the other times he was, you know, what, what he seemed too much, but was still okay. Like, obviously when he was like, when he like kind of choked that guy or yeah, whatever, and like some of the things and throwing the chair, like some of those things are just childish and like tantrums, but his players, man, his players loved him. Isaiah like, Thomas loved players, him. Absolutely. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Actually, so. uh, Something else, it was both in the documentary and I think I was watching an old uh, Pistons game uh, from before, uh, one of the years where they won the championship. Um, so 88 or 89? Yeah, or 89-90, I think. 89-90. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 88, yeah. Yeah, 88-89 yeah, and then 89-90. Right. Were the two years they won, yeah. Um. So I think like one of the years where they got, they lost probably to the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals the year before 88, I think, where the Celtics won. And then they, they all kind of came back and they started practicing like a week later. Or not practicing, but like working out together and maybe practicing as well. And Jordan, and they said that Jordan was kind of leading a charge to practice when they got knocked out by the, the Pistons for the second consecutive year to just like, all right, we got to get better to beat these guys. And like now every athlete has their own personal trainer 
their own their own regimen some like your foreign european players will go back to their country to work with a trainer they know there and that's all fine i but um it's it's cool when a team like gels like that and try and like puts it upon themselves to get better to get over that next step well i mean even when i was in high school i don't maybe it's not a thing now i i don't follow a lot of high school sports but i mean I don't know about you guys if you play, but we had things called captain's practices. You know, it's just like we have our regular scheduled practices with our coach, but then our captains would be like, guys, we need more. And uh-huh. we'd have our own practices that our captains of our teams would lead. And those are the times we'd like, because, you know, you're not on these grueling schedules that the coaches put together, but you do the captain's practices where you push each other harder because it's just you guys, you know, because you want to work harder to show coach that you worked harder. Then afterwards, you go out, you eat dinner or something like that, and you guys came together stronger. I remember we had a captain's practice on 9-11. Like, that's... On, uh, in 2001? In 2001, yeah. On 9-11, <laughs> that day, they dismissed school early, and right. we went to Worcester Park, and because we just didn't know what else to do, and we practiced, and we worked crazy hard. Until there's, like, something weird happened later on, but it was just... I just remember like, that's what we did. Like we just, we worked hard, we pushed each other hard. And, you know, even to, to tie it back even today and like what's going on in modern worlds, cause like I was a good 20, 20 years ago when I was in high school, but you look at the type of parents there are. I'm not saying what's right, what's wrong, but you have the type of parents who go like, I want my kid to get a first place, second place or a third place trophy and nothing else. And then you have the type of parents who, like everyone gets the same participation trophy. You know, and right. that I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong, but that's what we kind of turn into. Like Jordan's days, he wants to know who's first, second, third. Not, hey, you guys mm. all in the NBA. You all played. Here's a trophy. Yeah, these 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 Zoomers and millennials with their trophies. <laughs> so soft. <laughs> so soft. We need Jimmy Butler, who's. Uh... I mean, it made me want to work harder. If I saw my good friend or I saw someone get something more than me that I'm like, all right, I'm going to go push myself harder to get to that level. Not if I probably got, if all three of us got the same more, I'm like, Hey, I'm on the same level as them. So what do I need to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even when you get that plateau, you want to like, Jordan's like, we're at the top. We got to stay at the top. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Joe Staley just retired. He's one of my favorite players. But at the same time, he was criticizing um, uh, Harbaugh back in the day going like he pushed us so hard we're already at the top of the mountain i'm like we didn't win the super bowl so exactly. whatever mountain you're on is not the mountain i want to be <laughs> right 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 that's just yeah. k2 that's not everest right <laughs> yeah yeah that's the k2 is just a wimpy little mountain <laughs> i know even though it's more deadly it's still shorter yeah, it's still yeah. shorter <laughs> and, and so it's not number one it's not number one not number no one. i i i think that it's you know it's become almost cliche to complain about the participation trophies and the orange slices and the, <laughs> you know, everyone gets a hug afterwards. Yeah. So I, I hate to, I hate to do it, but I mean, come on. Like yeah. if you, if you step back from sports and look at the real world and executives and things like that, you know, I don't, not saying executives have to be assholes, but executives, you know, need to push people in work to get the most out of them. And Things like that. Like, this is just a thing. I don't know. Right. Yeah. There, there's some middle ground there that, like, you could learn to, tr- like, that 
that there are rankings that you need to push yourself and you are who you are and and that uh and that there is competition without you know realizing that's the only thing in life and still being a good person so yeah. somewhere between jordan and um uh who is the football player you mentioned kevin joe Saley. Could be it, but you know, maybe somewhere in between Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and Tim Tebow. Okay, t- yeah. I would, because you look at Tim Tebow, he was he still pushes himself even with baseball, mm-hmm. still pushes himself and everything else, but he's still all about the whole team. He's like he wants to help every single person out, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's probably a good quality. I would yeah. think that he wants to help all the teammates, but uh. Yeah, Tim Tebow just never made it because he wasn't that good. Or because the press was against him. Yeah, because, because, of, his, they, because they of his kinda, religion. I yeah. mean, you still put him at all the quarterbacks who have been in and out of the league over the past, I don't know how many years it's been since he's been here. I still say they would have gave him a ch- chance. But he's almost like his own LeVar Von Wall with him. Like He had his own circus come yeah. around with him, you know? I yeah. Mean, you, put, you look at the Saints quarterback. uh Who's the backup down there? I forget what his name. He just signed the, the new one, Jameis Winston. Now, no, 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 or no. you're talking about Taysom Hill. Yeah, Hill. Like he just signed his contract. I look at him. I'm like, if you, if they, any team would have put their time into Tebow, he could have easily been like a Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Come on, John. Hill. I don't know. Taysom Hill is like pretty much a. He's a pretty pretty amazing athlete but all no, right. he is but i'm not saying like tebow you gotta tell like his running abilities he oh tebow's have... running ability for sure but mm-hmm. we've seen we've seen that that doesn't last right yeah. like look at cam newton i mean he doesn't even have a job yeah right like he'll have a job I, I don't know. but yeah Winston he'll have a job but he's not gonna cam. be he's not gonna be 15 and one and nfl mvp again it's right. like he took a lot of you know, a lot of punishment and he was great. Like no question. He was great, but it's just, you just can't do it for that long. Not, mm-hmm. not, not in that role. But. In that role. All right. Uh, so my hot take, uh, this week, Lynn sanity has been they, on MSG network. They've been replaying Lynn sanity, which was a wonderful time. Uh, uh, so far, I've watched the Nets game where Lynn came off the bench. Uh, the game after that, which I think was against, I can't remember, maybe the Utah Jazz, I believe. And then uh, the one other game, and then the next game was the Lakers, but MSG, for whatever reason, is not playing them in order. So they decided to go, like, because they wanted to save Lakers and Toronto game, for which were the two highlights for the end. Yeah. But I think it doesn't tell the whole story justly if, unless you play them in an order. Anyway, so watching this, watching Melo there for the first game of it for and then half of the second game before he leaves due to injury. My hot take slash what if is what if Melo actually bought into D'Antoni Ball? What if like he heard D'Antoni's philosophy and was like, this guy is going to make me a great offensive player. This is the way to win games. Um, I think, I think he would have been amazing in that, in that role as a three point ISO guy. I think that would have meant that he would never have feuded with Lynn. He never, not not that they really feuded, but he didn't really want to play with him because he wanted to be the man. Uh, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have gotten D'Antoni fired. 
uh, slash resigned. Um, and then Lynn, the next two years, was still like decent and still pretty good. I think they would have they he played in Houston without and this was before his injury problems. Lynn uh he was kind of sharing ball duty with Harden and they didn't have they didn't have um D'Antoni there yet or someone who was coaching into philosophy and Lynn was just like tailor made for D'Antoni ball. I think that next year's team would have been a great team and my hot take is they would have at least made it to the finals. I think they would have beaten Miami. Definitely have no beaten way. the Pistons. Oh yeah, baby. You look at Lynn during these Lynn Sanity games. He was I, I I know he's not as good as James Harden and or never would be, never was the shooter that James Harden is today, but he was Harden before Harden. He, right, he, but I mean you saw the Miami game. Like the Miami game was what ended Lynn Sanity. Yeah, I mean that was with like they were trapping him and like yeah, on every play. I mean, but they would have figured out how to get around that. I mean, they, like that's like that strategy still exists, and you know, Harden does what Harden does, and pick and rolls still work. You just have to like be quicker to kind of like get like get it to the roll, man. I'll, I'll admit they could have adjusted. They would have sure. adjusted. Like, yeah, um, I I think you're right. They I think they could have been better than Indiana. Yeah, um, the Indiana for and, sure. Uh, better than the Bulls. I think they could have given Miami a, a run. Yeah. for their for their money in the East. Um, yeah, Mello, like D'Antoni Ball is way too unselfish, or old yeah. D'Antoni Ball, like right. D'Antoni Ball, like Suns D'Antoni Ball before it was ISO, you know, Harden Ball, right? Whatever, he, whatever he's doing now, that was like that was way too unselfish for Mello. Yeah, like yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it's just like Mello. You know, fuck Mellow. I know you're the John. You're the Mellow <laughs> Truther, and you love Mellow. And it's like, look, I don't hate him as a person, but just as like a player, he he just like he never was able to buy into an offensive system. He hated D'Antoni Ball, uh, hated the triangle, which I can understand, but whatever. So it's like, what offense does he want to play besides just holding the ball and just jab stepping and pulling up for long twos? That's just, the one. That's you the one. <laughs> And it's just that that never works in a team scenario. And uh, besides for the fact that it's inefficient play, um, and I don't know if you ever learned that fact. So a Mello who is playing efficiently, threes and at the rim, um, and they probably would have made sure to make sure like Mello gets his 20 plus points every game. But uh, they probably would have made him play the four. Which... Yes, which he was Taylor's. So that's what I'm saying. Like if he bought into D'Antoni Ball and was like, realize like yeah it's a stretch four um that's my best role yeah but it's the defensive side on the for the four that he didn't like i don't know right but it, they would have yeah. had tyson chandler to protect the rim and you could just let people go by yeah just okay, let people right, go no. by i would have been fine with it uh, <laughs> you are like yeah go ahead gavin I, mean, I, I don't know if they would have beat miami yeah but i'll tell you this much they would have gave them a very strong run which also other players in free agency would have looked at. And right. also at that point, if Mello wasn't mm-hmm. going to play a game at that point, or he just wasn't fitting, he would have had still a little bit more trading value because one Mello's not showing. It's just all about him. He's playing into a little bit team philosophy. So someone might've bid on that. So they could have built up the franchise a little bit more. And even to go back when we were talking about Tebow, there are so many parallels between Tebow and Lynn. Back in the day, there's been so numerous articles even written about mm. that. Like, what could have been if they just would have invested a little bit more into it? And I think I think you're right on this. 
I think, though, it would have set them up. We wouldn't – the Knicks that are now would not have looked like they are now. It would have been a totally different timeline trajectory. I think the Knicks would have been a much stronger team now. Like, if, if uh, they would have went with the route of, like – if they would have showed a decent, strong showing against Miami, I think everything would have changed for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, they certainly – they they certainly wouldn't have um they probably wouldn't have made the Barnani trade. No, that would that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so they would have kept some draft yeah. picks there. And just like they would have kept being like a very competitive team till the mid like two thousand till like two thousand fifteen or something. And then so even if nothing else changed after that, it would not feel like it's been so many years of bad decisions and, and bad right. teams. Um yeah. I think they would probably be at a rebuilding point now. But who knows? I mean, they could have gotten some free agents during those exactly. mellow years if they were a competitive team. Um, I mean, yeah. So yeah, watch watching these Lynn games. It was so amazing how he came out. He came from out of nowhere. Nobody knew who yeah. he was, and it was like Dan Tony finally found his point guard, and he's doing things that, you know, I mean, I guess Nash did in a lot of ways, but like, just like this was before everybody realized that like it's threes threes and at the rim and it was just like such an amazing offense to watch and he's and lynn is acting like is not acting like he doesn't belong there he's just like fist pumping and and like going after ball loose balls on defense and it's and just like acting like as though he's been doing this his whole life it was so amazing and it would have just been so nice if if mellow could have fit into that and as quickly as it came it left yeah. I mean, even when the Knicks signed Melo, I didn't think he was going to be the savior to that team. Right. You know, I was just like, ah, ugh. you know. Yeah. The problem was that the uh, he they they weren't they had no cap flexibility after that. Like he, their cap was all tied up after they got Melo because they already had Amari Stoudemire, who was a terrible signing. Um. Yeah. yeah so there wasn't much room for them to move forward beyond mellow. But I mean, yeah, Stoudemire though, man. Yeah. That was bad. That was that bad. Was, that was so bad. Holy cow. He was good for the first year, but that was it. Well, I, yeah, the first half of the year. Yeah. And then he got hurt because he was playing so much. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was it. Oh, well, I feel like the Knicks are pretty much like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA, you know, Sometimes they'll get these great players and things like that. They just don't get the championship, you know, but there's always a team you're following. Like I'm, I'm a Bulls fan, love them to death, but I'll always check in on the Knicks to see what's going on see what players are kicking in referees or, you know, what crazy deals are going on, what legends they are bringing out of retirement. I mean, yeah. the Knicks are the team you want to follow, you know? Well, I think they, I mean, we'll have to, it'll be a few years before, we know, but the Leon Rose is now the, he's not technically the GM, but like, he's the guy leading the front office. Um, and, uh, seems to be making good decisions so far. So we'll see. Hopefully they start acting like a normal team. Um, and they kind of, it seems like even the last two or three years, they've been beyond, signing like 30 something year old players thinking they're still going to be as good as they were in their prime. Um, but yeah, it's just got to be a continued investment and development. Well, it's like, I think the NBA, 
like baseball, I think those are two sports that are tough to tell what age bracket, you know, they're done with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I really feel like those two are tough. Maybe the NBA, you can, like, I don't know, why, uh, yield it down just a little bit. Like the NFL, I still feel like once you hit 30, it's it's very tough. The only a few of them make it really past there, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's when I see trades, like, for the NBA, like, even at LeBron's age, I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah, well, LeBron is a freak as far as defying father time. Uh, yeah, the, what, speaking of, like, trading away old players, the one, the greatest trade the Knicks ever made was trading Charles Oakley to Toronto for Marcus Camby. Oakley was, like, 34. Camby yeah. was, like, in his third year. It was disappointing, but was still in his third year and then turned out to be pretty good and athletic, and that was for the 99 team. 99 team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the last great Knicks team. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, they weren't very good. They were good, but they were, they were fun. Um, I mean, I guess you would say the last great Knicks team was the 2012 13 team. Yeah, that, they was, that even team that great. was great. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the 99 2000, that, that was like, I don't know, an accident of the lockout and right. all that stuff that they were able to run the table and get to the finals. Yeah. I, but, still, have Steven, I still have Steven Starberry like hoodies somewhere around. Steven who? What was this? Was it Starberry or oh Stefan no. Marbury? Marbury. Stefan Marbury. Yeah, yeah. Starberry. Starberry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, not yeah, a Knicks yeah. fan. Not a Knicks fan. The Starberry <laughs> shoes were pretty disgusting looking. But you know, his heart though was in the right place when he when he actually was like being asked about that. He he know he kept he straight out said, "I know people who can't afford Jordans." Yeah. So this is for them, you know. Yeah, he would have been great for big baller brands. Exactly. Yeah. You did go over to China and dominate over there for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, Starberry is representative of like all the terrible Knicks decisions and the quick fixes that just kind of led up to everything to being terrible. All right. Yeah. But uh, things are good on the horizon. Right. Wins are on the horizon. Yeah. Um, is basketball starting up again, you think? Uh, I, I think it will, but I think... Um, Besides maybe, like, I, I think they will. I think they'll go directly to the playoffs. I don't think they'll have, like, a few more regular season games besides maybe exhibition games. Because I don't think, like, what is the point of a team like the Knicks going there to play, like, four regular season games and they right. have no chance of the playoffs? You know, same with, like, the Cavs, Phoenix Suns, whatever. Um, I don't know if they'll do all eight in each conference. Um I think it would be nice if they, they did a play-in system for like maybe the 8 through 10 seed or something like that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think they'll do it in Disney World. I mean, this is, this is different times. I mean, how, I mean, it's never going to happen. But how, for me, I think it would be completely awesome. Just imagine if they imported Ice Cube's Little League with the three-on-threes and mm-hmm. like have like... That I would love to see that the three, top three and threes like for each team because one you're not having as many people around your oh that's true thing, all this stuff you're limiting the numbers do three on three that would just yeah. oh I would love that go NBA that. Jam style yeah yeah absolutely. call your own fouls <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. That way, I'd be. Tell me, you would not want to see the little street ball like that. They call oh, their own fouls it. like that. But I think the the issue is, I mean, they're already going to have an issue. You know, it's important to the NBA for things to be credible from a historic no, I, standpoint yeah, and things know, like right. that. They're already going to have issue with this season, like they do with the '99 lockout season. I mean, I give the Spurs an asterisk for that one forever. <laughs> um, and and so yeah, like this whole thing, it would be fantastic to watch but it does hurt the credibility yeah no i know right yeah love it though yeah i mean it's just like like, let's get baseball going i'm like baseball you guys really are having that hard time sleeping i mean i don't know about you (laughs) but baseball on have a beer yeah i think it's and it is ridiculous when baseball they're like talking about they're they're even more into the sanctity of like the numbers and how they compare oh, season yeah. to season. Because that's so all they have. Yeah, like, that's all they have right yeah. now. Is, is they were first in saber in analytics. Um, yeah, and they're they're trying to. Uh, they were thinking about like, oh, we'll play more double headers so we could get fit in all these games. It's like just do a eighty game season. Come on. Yeah. Um, Have so, you ever sat through a doubleheader? Jesus. Yeah. I can't imagine playing one. Yeah. Holy I know. cow. Uh, all right. I mean, a lot of my friends are just like, I just can't wait for the games going. You know, you know what it's like to be there. I'm like, are you guys having a different experience than me? Are you guys just not getting absolutely smashed? And I, I, I'm like, this is just an excuse to drink and like yell profanity. I, I don't know what you guys are really seeing at these games. Maybe I'm just wrong about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my horrible. That's a hot take right there. And everybody is like shielding their kids from you at the at the same time. <laughs> like, who's that cursing exactly. man? Yeah. yeah, yeah, love it. All right, love baseball. Go baseball. Love it. Love it. Go baseball. Go baseball. Go sports. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, anything you'd like to plug? Not on my end. Nothing. Nothing coming up. No need. Stay tuned for jam returns but otherwise nothing yeah on uh may 16th at six o'clock uh dana and i will be performing on a team for comedy sports oh a little short form fun for the whole family sweet is that going to be on uh the zoom that's going to be on the zoom or something or some sort of live some sort of live stream exactly all right, check that out. Thank you, Kevin McNair and John Blue. I, of course, am Larry the Athlete. You can follow me at Larry the Athlete on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you subscribe, rate and review, do all those things. Thank you, and good night. Good night.